is Arrowhead Pride Radio on 610 Sports Radio. Here are your hosts, Editor-in-Chief at ArrowheadPride.com, Pete Sweeney, and former Chiefs linebacker, Sean Barber. You hear the drums, and you know what that means. It's time for your favorite hour of the week. And that's Arrowhead Pride Radio. I'm Pete Sweeney, Editor-in-Chief of ArrowheadPride.com. Across from Sean Barber, (laughs) the player... And behind the glass, we have Dusty, the American dream, likes. On a day, a trade deadline we thought might be exciting for the Chiefs, maybe, just maybe, that they would make a move. They did not. We'll get to that in just a second. But before we do, Sean, tell me something good. Tell you something good. Hey, man, I know this is the best hour of radio because I asked all six of my kids. Yeah. And And my wife and my mom and dad. I send them love. That's nine votes. How many have said that this is the best hour of radio, though? We're nine and zero right now, baby. Nine We're undefeated. Better, we could, we better, better than, than the Rams. Rams. Better yes. than the Rams. Better than the Rams. Good to know. Good to know going in. So, let's get into this trade deadline. I want to go move by move of the big ones, only the big ones, and just look at it. If if it if it works for a Chiefs perspective, if not, we'll just we'll just decide if we like it for a given team. I think the first big move of the day was Golden Tate being traded from the Lions to the Philadelphia Eagles for a third-round pick. This was not a move the Chiefs were ever going to make, but do we like it for the Eagles? I love it for the Eagles. Um, Listen to some of the comments by my man Howie Roseman. He made it plain plain and simple. It said, right now, it's one model and one mentality up in um, NovaCare. That's where the Eagles practice. (laughs) All gas. Little, Little known fact. All the time. Their foot is on the gas all the time. They're trying to win a Super Bowl every year, not rebuild. Not for a moment. They're just retooling. They're going to give Carson Wentz the, the, as, as many opportunities to win a Super Bowl in the first five years of his career as possible. So I like it. I think that uh, Alshon Jeffries, uh, even though he is a great receiver, he does get winded at times. He doesn't doesn't seem like he runs routes full speed all the time. And you get this little hummingbird that goes around the field like my man Golden Tate, man. Uh, he's everywhere. He, he, he's an awesome uh, wide receiver. He's able to do everything. So The tweet from Golden Jate with the Rocky hands up, uh, the GIF uh, from, on, in front of the Philadelphia steps uh, with his hands up. He's excited to go to Philadelphia. Another move we saw today uh, kind of has to do a little bit with the Chiefs. Really, the Broncos, I think, waving the white flag, sending Demarius Thomas to the Texans for a fourth-round pick, the team swap, 2019 seventh-rounders. This wasn't a move the Chiefs were going to make. This wasn't a move the Broncos would ever make. Send Demarius Thomas to the Chiefs. Uh, do we like it for the Texans? Uh, and then how about the Broncos giving up on DT? I do like it for the Texans uh, with the injury coming to the young Will brother. Fuller. Yeah, Will Fuller uh, being out for the season. Um, Dem- Demetrius, Her- Demetrius <laughs> Harris. <laughs> we got Demetrius on the Chiefs. Oh, Lord. Mr. Demarius. Demarius on, a, a Texan now. Yeah, is now a Texan. I think he feels that role perfectly. Um, and and he's got a, you know, he's at a point in his career where he's able to kind of sit down and they can fill each other out over the next eight games and figure out is that something they want to commit long-term to. Um, I think he will be a perfect complement to my man D. Hop, who is one of the, I think, top three or four best wide receivers in the league this year. So Demarius Thomas is thumbs up, going to be a thumbs up um, player for the Houston Texans that I think right now are number one in the AFC South. This makes the Texans a little bit more interesting. They were 0-3. Now they're 5-3. and They're 5-0 and in the last five weeks. I think it's interesting for DT. DT goes from being a Bronco, flies to Houston, prepares for the Broncos, and flies back to Mile High to play on the opposing team. The Broncos are planning to honor him. I was saying they need to make a little bit of a special at that, mic him up for the week, and, and see, see what that'd be like. But I, I doubt that happens. 
uh, knowing everything that's surrounding the NFL and how hard that is to accomplish uh, being on the inside. Running back and wide receiver Ty Montgomery fumbles away his Packers career uh, on Sunday. He goes to the Ravens for a bag of beans, a seventh-round pick in 2020. I think we could just skip this. Do you have any quick comment about Ty Montgomery? I, I do because I think the important part about this is I think the special team coach told him not to return it. I think that's the news being leaked that's out. That's like that Tyreek was... Hill, or not not even Tyreek Hill. It'd be like DeAnthony Thomas saying, you know what, Uncle Dave? You can go screw yourself. I'm bringing this ball out to of To the house, zone. baby. I'm about to make <laughs> <laughs> Like, I don't think y'all like me anyway. I think y'all trying to get rid of me. I'm hearing trade rumors. If I touch the ball, I'm coming out. So, I, I mean, I kind of blame the special team coach for not putting him back, for putting him back there. If you know this guy's a little disgruntled, man, just put anybody back there who you can trust. It's lack of trust. That's a whole nother story. Here's where it gets interesting. And this, if you're a Chiefs fan and you really wanted them to make a move today, hope you're sitting down. If you're driving, maybe you should pull over. Safety, ha-ha, Clinton Dix. No laughing matter, Sean. Traded from Green Bay Packers to the Washington Redskins to go help Alex Smith for a 2019 fourth-round pick. PFF tweeted out right away. The top two safeties in the league in their eyes are Swearinger and Clinton Dix. They're now both on the Redskins. A lot of Chiefs fans, I think, will say, well, why not do this? Two reasons right off the bat. The Chiefs don't have a 2019 fourth rounder because of that Reggie Ragland deal, so they would have to figure it out and navigate that as far as value goes. And a second reason, I turn to Yahoo Sports' Therese Paler, who was on the drive 2-6 to six earlier today. We just were on with those guys about why Earl Thomas a few weeks ago was the move and not Clinton Dix. Earl Thomas, of course, going down with a broken leg, so that went away. Here's why Therese Paler says Earl Thomas was the move, not Clinton Dix. And the reason that was the perfect move was because he was a compliment to Eric Berry, not a duplication of skills, which is what ha-ha Clinton Dix is. Now, you can say, hey, having two Eric Berries is great. Great. <laughs> yeah, but number one, they don't have a fourth-round pick. But number two, um, to outbid them, you have to surrender like a third. Mike, this is a great defensive draft. And, again, in this scheme, for the high safety, that's more of a position about cover and like erasing the deep ball and like playing single high and like that's a cover player that's earl thomas that's who you were going to get you know haha is not really that guy you know he's a he's a box guy you know he's a box guy like eric and guess what you got another box box, box guy coming back and daniel Sorensen. that's three box guys enjoy that have fun um you know not trade for haha clinton dixon's the right move sean you agree no. <laughs> okay. I mean, I'm cutting blank and simple with it. Like, I don't think – I think most people think that, like, corners are corners, safeties are safeties, a free can't be a strong, a cover corner can't be a, a deep a zone corner. Like, there are all these X's and O's. You need five or six X's and O's back there in the secondary to cover different areas of the field. They all have to be good players. They all have to be solid football players. If you give me – two Eric Berries out there on the field, I guarantee you the defense will be good. If you give me two Deion Sanders, if you give me two of anything they, that's good. Has anyone thought of this? Maybe just clone these guys. Clone Just get, you, just get yeah. you a new Eric Berry over there. The, the, the position as far as the way the defenses are right now, it's just not as vanilla as it used to be where the, the same guy always played the deep and the same guy always rolled into the box. I think back when um, – you know, when I played for the Redskins and Eagles, that was the defense. Like, like Brian Dawkins was the box safety. He was the guy, the, the heavy hitter, the blitzer. Mm-hmm. 
and then they let any other safety that joined the team be the the, the free to play the deep side and stuff like that. But I think the way that the, the defenses have uh, start going now in Bob Sutton's defense, you have to be able to do both. You got to be able to rock and roll the safeties with the amount of shifts and motions. If you always bringing the same guy down and they they can tell which defense you're in because you're always bringing your strong safety to you know five yards off the box or two yards outside the hash, anything like that that tells the quarterback a little tip, tip, tip about what defense you're in, you're doing yourself a disservice. So it, it's just X's and O's. Everybody has to be able to play and play almost every position. So in your eyes, a world of Daniel Sorensen, who I expect back either this week or next week, Eric Berry, who the Chiefs expect back. I don't want to say I expect back because I have no idea what's going on with that situation. And Clinton Dix would have worked out. So maybe you, you, you send Jordan Lucas um, packing, I guess, so then you have – that package and Eric Murray and maybe Ron Parker still on the team, and that could have worked, you think, for the Chiefs, and that could have been a better defense than they have now. I like Lucas. I wouldn't have got rid of Lucas. Lucas. Who, who, who's that odd man out there? Uh, you tell me. You, you mentioned it would be It have to be Ron Parker or an Eric Murray at that, at that point. I know after this week a lot of people would be calling for Ron Parker. Eh, eh, you said it, not me. <laughs> well, I'm to, just saying, you good said to it, know. not me. Good to, I, I, I tend to agree that I think you bring on the talent if you don't feel you have that. I think the Chiefs, what they, we've been kind of repeating it all week and so on and so forth. You probably heard it quite a bit on this radio station earlier today. Is I just think they believe that Eric Berry is their midseason acquisition. And that's why they weren't uh, willing to give away uh, that future capital. I want to move on to the final big move of the day, though, Sean, and that was for defensive end Dante Fowler Jr. traded from the Jacksonville Jaguars to the Los Angeles Rams for a 2019 third rounder and a 2020 fifth round pick richest deal when it came to draft picks today what did you make of this move man Dante Fowler is a beast uh he's a guy that that, that covers a lot of ground he's an intense hitter he's an impact player uh pass run plays you know all downs I mean just just a very high level elite linebacker in the league right now with uh my man hitman fit five three going out with the ribs you could you could see that being a uh a position of need but we got some young guys who I think our, our scouts have done a great job of acquiring. Um, my man Ben Neiman, the Hawkeye, um, having an opportunity to get him in there and getting in the mix. Uh, DOD. Good, good you mentioned these guys because I think you may see them this week. The reports had said that Anthony Hitchens may miss a few weeks uh, with severely bruised ribs. Andy Reid kind of refuted that. I think we'll get more clarity tomorrow. If, I, I'd say if you don't see Hitchens uh, practicing tomorrow, you'll get a big dose of Ben Neiman on Sunday. But go ahead. When you play in a linebacker position, if you can't uh, take a full breath without your ribs hurting, it's gonna be it's gonna limit the um, the, the the type of intensity that you hit another man with. So if you, if, if the hitman can't be the hitman, I don't want him out there. I, I want I want I want to wait until he's able to go full speed. Doesn't doesn't sound like it. Yeah, doesn't sound like he's gonna be ready. So um, I expect Double R to go out there. Um, my man uh, Dod, like I was saying, Doyle Daniels. Um, they have a good, like, you know, like you heard Coach Mark saying on the radio, yeah, a package of things that he does very well, so they can go out there and let him do his thing. Um, but I don't have a problem with having three safeties and three DBs going, you know, six guys in the secondary, five guys up front, and just letting that package roll all game. And and, and just continue to, to force the offense to do what you want them to do. You go, you go nickel, dime, you go these sub packages and force them to run the ball and you just come downhill – uh, you know, laying that, that, that Rydell on people. The thing that I like about the Rams going to get Fowler is they didn't necessarily need him. You know, and every, everyone in Kansas City, or not everybody, but a lot of people who defended the Chiefs not moving here will say, well, you know what, they're 7-1. and one. 
Well, guess what? The Rams are 8-0, and and they just went to get a top-five pick because they feel like there was a need. I like the attitude of the Los Angeles Rams going and getting a Dante Fowler, and to me, they're showing, you know, we know we have a Super Bowl window here. We know the NFL is wide open this year. We don't know who's going to win the Super Bowl. Let's go and get it. The Rams doubled down by getting Pat and then going into lead. Then they tripled down by getting uh, Sue when they already had uh, – Aaron Donald, now they done put all their chips in on Dante Fowler. So it's after like, this year like, is over, what are they going to do? It's like the top player in your fantasy league picking on the dumb guy in 12th. It's <laughs> exactly what happened today. When we come back, Landon Collins' value was released via Twitter. We'll get into Landon Collins. And the other piece of this, we'll dig a little bit deeper into Eric Berry. That's all next. Arrowhead Pride Radio. Arrowhead Pride Radio, editor-in-chief of ArrowheadPride.com, Pete Sweeney, sitting across from the linebacker, Sean Barber, bringing it till 7 o'clock when Jay Binkley, Bink at Night, takes over. I'm sure he'll have plenty to say about the lack of moves at the trade deadline for the Chiefs. One player that was available that we didn't see go was a player we had talked about, I think it was on Show and Burn on Friday, Sean, and that was Landon Collins of the New York Giants. This from Ralph Vecchiano of SNY New York on Collins. The Giants were asking a little bit too much for me, so teams just kind of backed off. Collins had heard the Giants wanted a first or second round pick in 2019 plus a pick next year. Is that too rich for you for Landon Collins? Well, I mean, I just wanted to make a, you know, let's just talk about this. When okay. you're when you're a team and you're 7 and 1, 8 and 0, you you're one of the top teams in the league. I consider that a team that should be uh, trading from a position of, of power and leverage. You don't you don't let teams demand to you what you're going to pay for a certain. Like I'm good. We we're heading for the playoffs. We don't we don't need this additional. Obviously, our team is good enough to win without them. Now now your team, which is headed for ruins, and the guy probably will not resign with you anyway. I'm doing you a favor by getting this guy. And giving you a couple of trade, you know, draft picks. So if I want to give you a third or fourth draft pick for this guy, and you're demanding a first and a second, I just we, we play a game of chicken, and the time runs out, and you go ahead and have him for the rest of the year, and I'll get him next year or something like that. I mean, I just I just think I, that's what I when I go back to the Fowler uh, trade, I just think the Rams really gave up way too much for him because they were undefeated, like they they didn't need this guy Un- unless they win the Super Bowl. Then there's no price. You know what I mean? I, I know it's hindsight, and, yeah. you, and you can't determine that. But if they go and win the championship this year, every move you made, it you could have traded three first-round picks would have been fine. See, I don't agree with that. Because what I'm saying is that if, I think that the Rams are good enough to be in the Super Bowl right now. I think the Chiefs are good enough to be in the Super Bowl. So even without making any moves, you know, what you're doing is trading away the future for something that you think is going to bring you present-day success when you might have already got it. The team might already be good enough to go win I the mean, Super Bowl. But you can't say that about this Chiefs defense. I can say that. 21st in points. It's about points. Don't talk to me about no yardage. I don't want to hear about no turnover. <laughs> no, I don't want to hear about anything except for the points on that scoreboard. 21st. Ranked 21st. What, what, what's if you're the Chiefs, like? though, and, and you've, you've seen the, de- the defense. I mean, it was bad at the beginning of the year. They've admitted that. The tackling was bad. But you've seen the past few weeks it's been good performances against the Jags and the Bengals. I thought you had a passable performance against the Broncos. You're thinking about the future on deadline day. If you, they, I mean, I think the Chiefs must have thought we're a player away, and that player's Eric Berry. That's what they had to have thought. Um, that could that could have been 
uh, in somebody's mind. I think it just comes down to if you like the guys in the locker room, why are you going to mess with the chemistry? I like the guys that I'm, I'm going to work with. I like the guys I'm coaching up. I like the guys that I, that I see go take the field and wear our Chiefs uniforms and go play as hard as they can to get us to the point we are right now. Why do I want to bring in a Jacksonville Jaguar, Dante Fowler, who will mess all that up? Why do I want to bring in um, anybody that can mess up the chemistry we already have? For what it's worth, Andy Reid has said since the beginning of this, these guys just need to play together, and they've stuck with that. They didn't go and get somebody. The disconnect for me, though, Sean, is two, three weeks ago, whatever it was, a month ago, you were ready to get, you were ready to go and get somebody. And then these performances over the past few weeks changed that in your mind? Or was it a phantom Eric Berry report that, okay, he's going to be ready in a few weeks? I mean, we don't really know necessarily what it was, but what changed from when you were ready to go and get Earl Thomas to today? I didn't want Earl Thomas So at you, the price they wanted it. Second round pick? I didn't want Earl one Thomas. One for one? No. I said I will give you threes and fours. To get rid of and, and, and to get rid of some 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 depreciating values, some de- depreciating athletes, you ain't gonna be able to sign anyway. Let them do somebody, and you see the, the, uh, the Seahawks and turn things around now. They start running that ball. They playing a little defense. They're all right. They doing all right right now. So they, you know, them getting rid of Earl Thomas, you know, is a little bit of a addition by subtraction. Maybe the team actually got better and started to unite and, and realize without Earl, Earl Thomas and all his. Um, the you know everything me 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 the, the <laughs> shaking hands with the I, Cowboys. I don't know about you, but I am not ready on this program on a nice day on a Tuesday night to go down the addition by subtraction road addition on a Chiefs program. Subtraction. Sean, the elephant in the room. Not talking about it tonight. Uh, Clark Hunt spoke to the media yesterday, and speaking of Eric Berry, I was wondering, you know, what have we heard uh, from the Chiefs? Is you know, Eric Berry is literally day to day. He's he's literally day to day. So I said, you know what? I'm gonna go and ask the owner. What is your interpretation of this? Because we haven't gotten anything literally day to day. Sir, it's been seventy nine days. Well, it's no different than what you've heard from Andy or Rick Burkholder. Um it, it literally is day to day. Um I do know that uh, nobody's working harder at his rehab uh, than Eric. Uh, Eric's uh, a young man who loves the game of football and wants to be out there on the field. And as soon as he feels uh, he's ready, he's going to be out there. Literally day to day. Day to day. Um, it, it literally is day to day. Hey, man, don't be playing the audio tricks and stuff. <laughs> okay? Let the man say what he said. He said it's day to day. Andy said We've heard now the words Rick literally day to day. Literally, no, no, no. It hasn't even just been day to day. It's been literally day to day. It's been the longest day to day stretch in the history of the NFL. It has to be. And literally is is on the index card that's handed to these guys when they get to the podium. And it's now become obvious to me. I'm a man of good faith, man. You know, you know, this, was my, this was my faith. <laughs> You're a better me. man than me. And when I pray and the Lord tells me something's going to happen in my life, then I'm faithful and I don't worry about which day it's going to come. I'm, I just know that blessing's going to come. So if, 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 if the Chiefs' kingdom feels like in their future, Eric Berry, the 2-9, is going to hit that field again, then don't worry about what day it's going to be, when you're going to receive that package. Just know it's going to be on time, when it's necessary, when it's needed for him to hit the field and I suggest the Chiefs contact the Uh-oh. Guinness Book of World Records. Uh-oh. Because if we think that 142.2 decibels can't be broken, you let you let the fan base know that Eric Berry going to touch the field. I thought you were about to say that you want to know if we're breaking the day-to-day record of the amount of time missed being day-to-day. Because I, I think we have to be over it. I'm not worried about the day. I'm Do you want to go to lunch tomorrow? Day-to-day. For the 80th day in Maybe. a row of day-to-day? Maybe. Clark Hunt on whether he expects Barry to touch the field. 
You know, I really don't have an expectation. Uh, that's a decision uh, that Eric, uh, along with our medical staff, is going to have to make, and uh, I, I don't want to step in front of that. Where'd you go? He, speak, he spoke the truth right I there. I miss you so. Do you know how you know he spoke like the truth? it's been forever since you've been gone. You hear no disappointment in Clark you go? Hunt's voice. You know why? Because he I said it. I miss you so. I have no expectation. He doesn't. He's, like he's not. He's forever. not expecting it to be next week or next month or when. He, when it's time, and when he's ready, Eric Berry will return to Arrowhead Stadium, and that's all he. That's all he. All he needs to hang his hat on. I like that. A man speaks the truth. Um, it, it literally is day to day. It would be a good time uh, for him to return. I think in time for the Los Angeles Rams game because if there's ever a team that you're going to need him to beat. Especially given the fact that they now have Fowler added to that mix as well. It's against the Los Angeles Rams in Mexico. You only need to be playing your best on February, whatever date it You're, is. That's true. February thirty fourth. So so if Eric Berry wants to come come back on on on, on January the thirty first, put a couple practices in, get ready for the Super Bowl, I'm cool with that. Whenever he is ready, the same thing he, whenever these guys are ready to play at seven and one, I can wait. It's different when you two and five and the season about to go down the drain and you need these guys to come energize your team so you can so you might be able to get back in, claw your way into a wild card. Right now we have the best record in the AFC, home field advantage through the playoffs. There you go. Speak on it. <laughs> Speak on it. And so I'm expecting that to stay the same all through the rest of this season for the second half of the season. So it's 0-0 right now. We 0-0. Browns on. Yeah, it's 0-0 right now. I just want us to get to that second. Let's turn the page. Put all that in the back. Everything, trade deadline's over. Nobody, no additions. So we ain't got to worry about no addition, no new people, no new friends. Addition by no additions. My peoples, my peoples, my family, they know I don't do no new friends. No new friends. Your chance to win $1,000 in our national cash contest plus hot take Tuesday. Next. Arrowhead Pride Radio. Arrowhead Pride Radio, Pete Sweeney hanging out with the linebacker, Sean Barber, American Dream. Dusty Likens behind the glass, bringing you to 7 o'clock until bank at night. It's Hot Take Tuesday, but before we get to Hot Take Tuesday, it's your chance to win 1000 on the 30s in the National Cash Contest. Text the word FLOAT to 72881. That's FLOAT, like the modest mouse song Dusty has told me float on but don't text float on just text f-l-o-a-t to 72881 want chief stock and a chance to win a thousand on the 30s only one station in kansas city gives you both weekdays from seven to seven it pays to listen to the largest sports radio company in the world message and data rates may apply and your next chance to win is tomorrow at 7 30 a.m with fesco in the morning and it is officially hot take tuesday which I love. You like some hot takes, Sean? Hey, man, I'm texting Float right now. Hold on. Yeah, text that in. Yeah, I got to get that And money. we'll split the thousand bucks and get some lunch tomorrow. You and me celebrating the 80th day-to-day <laughs> of Eric Berry's career. You and that day-to-day. Maurice Jones-Drew on NFL Network was asked, what's more impressive, the Kareem Hunt hurdle or Todd Gurley's presence of mind not to score a touchdown leading to a Rams win? I think Kareem Hunt's hurdle is, is uh, a play like, you're like, wow, that's crazy. He jumped high. But when we talk about football IQ and, a, and a, to win a game, as, as, as J.J. was talking about, to win a game, 
and have the the wherewithal, the mindset to say, okay, I can go in here and score. It had been damping up by nine. And, and still, be, we're going to win the game. But to take a knee and not put our defense back on the field, that's what makes this play special. He literally was like, all right, I got it. I got enough. I'm going to slow down. I'm going to mess around a little bit, then get down on the ground and protect the ball. That, to me, is what wins you championships, when you can do stuff like this. And they talked about it after the game saying – Master, situational masters, mm-hmm. being masters of the situation. That, to me, is, is identical of what every football player should be able to do in those type of situations. Maurice Jones-Drew, what, what are you talking about, man? He, he must he, – he, 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 he has said he's a fantasy guru. Ain't nobody in fantasy <laughs> wants Todd Gurley to take a knee when you down by five points and you need that six points to beat your opponent. You are yelling at the screen, throwing the screen, throwing your remote, wondering why your number one overall pick, Todd TG30, Uh-oh. Uh-oh. didn't score that touchdown. So luckily I was up by 31 <laughs> on my fantasy league with my boys back at home in Richmond, Virginia. But I don't know if Maurice realizes this, but Kareem is still in the air. We haven't seen him touch the ground yet. From from the hurdle at Arrowhead Stadium. Max Kellerman on ESPN's first take. Whether or not the Chiefs have now a clear path to make it to the Super Bowl. No, it's not just the Patriots that you got to look at. The Chargers. Mm-hmm. Look, the Chiefs are going to get better defensively, I think, because they have some athletes on defense and they've had some injuries and they're getting better as the season goes on. Um, right now, the Chiefs are first offensive efficiency. Yep. 26th defensive, and I expect that to improve. But the Los Angeles Chargers, I said Los Angeles that Mm -hmm. time, (laughs) are third in offensive uh, efficiency, third in offensive efficiency, and 17th in defensive efficiency, and they don't have Bosa yet. You're fearing the Chargers? And they don't have Bosa yet. Oh, my goodness, Max Kellerman. This is the team. <laughs> we beat the Chargers like 80 times in a row. Oh, wow. Who is, what you mean? That's, that's, the, that's the road bump? Man, get that pebble out of here. Little known fact about the Chargers, where you're saying 80 times in a row. I believe the last time the Chargers beat the Chiefs, Mr. Chase Daniel was the quarterback. Come on, man. Come on, Max. He should have came better than that. I mean, everybody knows it's a two-man race in the AFC. It's us and the Patriots. And basically, whoever has the ball last wins the game. No fear from you on the Texans? What? Texans? Come on, man. Just, They're hot. Get out of here. Last, last hot take for Hot Take Tuesday. Daniel Jeremiah of NFL Network on the Chiefs defense gaining a little confidence. Now we're starting to see this Chiefs defense, though, with D. Ford coming off the edge, with Jones coming inside, creating some havoc, getting some turnovers. If Eric Berry could come back. Oh, that would be huge. But I'm, you see this group just gaining confidence yeah. as the season goes along. And D. Ford, he's picking the right time to have a big year. He's going to get some big money next year. Sean, you worked with these guys during training camp. You think this Chiefs defense is finally coming around here? Daniel Jeremiah got it just right. I should quote some Jeremiah something with him, but. <laughs> not that I'm, kind of radio not, show. Not so. that kind of radio. I'm feeling the positive Bobsativity oh, no. is flowing through the roof. It's flowing through the stadium. All the guys on defense are feeling it. They, they're feeling what Bob is. They, 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 they feeling what he's putting down. They're picking up what he's putting down. Bobsativity is got everybody playing together. It's a it's a, it's 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 fear nothing, attack everything mentality. It's a mindset. It's that defense against the world. They know where they were preseason picked to finish. They know all the doubters 
thought that if they couldn't do it, it was because the defense wouldn't get it done. And he just got those guys getting closer and closer, tighter and tighter, until at the end of the season, they're going to be like a fist. And that fist is going to go right upside Tom Brady's head <laughs> and knock hot. the Patriots out the playoffs. Hot take Tuesday hot take. ends with a lecture by Mr. Barber. I, I got a question for you. What up? Where did you buy those rose-colored glasses? Because <laughs> I think I think I want a pair. Oh, man. Listen, these rose-colored glasses are the same rose-colored glasses that saw the, page, the Chiefs. I know. It's true. Scoring I know what you're about to say. 35 there points a game yep. when everybody else laughed and giggled and made me go take a piece I would say test. It was a chuckle. It was thought a chuckle. I was, went to Denver and got high. They thought all these other things, but no. <laughs> it was simply going to training camp and seeing the offense go to work, seeing the high network of mental capacity of our quarterback. That's Showtime Mahomes. When offenses and defenses, when when they're going like 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 you see in training camp, the amount of information that, he, that was just dumped on him to learn, and he picked it up and he kept going. He didn't slow down. Most most quarterbacks, young quarterbacks, hey coach, that's that's enough. Give me one package a day. Give me a. I, I can't do all these game situations. He couldn't get enough. He was. He, do you remember uh, in the Matrix when Nemo was getting downloaded? And he started learning all that program. That's Patrick <laughs> Mahomes learning the Chiefs offense. He said, download it, baby. Give me all, Nemo, uh, 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 give me all you got, man. I want the whole matrix in my brain. He got it all. He's, 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 t- he's tuned in. Good to know that's what he's thinking about. He's ready game, to man. roll. My man Pat Mahomes is taking us all the way to the big game, the big show, baby. Sean, uh, I know you got to get out of here at 640, but before we do, you weren't on the postgame show the other night, other duties. Uh, what, what were your thoughts uh, coming away from the Denver game and then moving forward to Cleveland? Uh, I liked what I saw. I liked the fact that the Chiefs got rid of a divisional foe that um, usually gives them some trouble. Uh, Denver came in trying to run the ball, trying to set up a, hey, we're going to just possess the, the you know, we're going to take, take the air out of the ball. And for a quarter, it might have worked, but then eventually the Chiefs, uh, they turned the tide. Uh, Trying to come to Arrowhead Stadium Mm -hmm. and deal with the Sea of Red is pretty much too big for any offense, including Tom Brady and the Patriots. All we have to do is continue to have home field advantage, and I think that's a – unlike uh, uh, Max Keller, the the clear path – Max Keller. Max Keller, man. (laughs) Max head headroom. Uh, <laughs> there is a clear path to the Super Bowl, and it comes right down I seventy. Uh oh. Into it goes. the kingdom. Here it goes again. The sea of red will be waiting for whoever wants to come and get a little bit of Andy Reid, Big Red, Bob Sativity, and anybody else <laughs> that's part of this team. It comes right down seventy, and you got to come see us at home, baby. The Chiefs are ready to roll. Playoff bound, baby. Former Chiefs linebacker Sean Barber, Arrowhead Pride analyst. How can the people follow you on Twitter? Oh, at SeanBarber59. And for everybody that wants to know, all you got to do is if you want a piece of the champion, you got to walk that out. Woo! <laughs> Just like the nature boy. You got to walk Sean that Barber out. That Sean Barber drip. That Sean Barber drip. And I'm out. Arrowhead Pride's Sean Barber. We go from the former linebacker to our lead Film and draft analyst. His name is Kent Swanson. Kent, you watch more Patrick Mahomes than anyone else in the city. Today you had your something good, something bad article. Tell us a little bit about something good and then something bad that you saw from Patrick Mahomes this past weekend. You don't make me follow Barber like that. <laughs> that dude dropped that dude 
walks off like that and I have to follow up with it? We need you to keep oh, the energy God. up now, yeah. Good Lord, I don't have that much. <laughs> He's older than me, too. Um, something good from Pat. Um, I mean, there was a lot of good, actually. I mean, if you take away the first little hat, like the first couple drives or first drive of the game, then you take over, take off kind of the, some of the rough stuff from the fourth quarter. I mean, he had a fantastic performance. The thing that I liked the most was seeing him connect with Sammy Watkins. Um, he had a couple big plays to Sammy and uh, a fantastic performance between the two. Uh, one of the throws that I thought was exceptional, he hit him on a, on a deep in route about 20 yards down the field with some drive. Man, if, if Sammy and Mahomes is working along with Kelsey Hill and Hunt, this team is going to be terrifying. There's been some back and forth I've noticed on Chiefs Twitter and social media. If you're a hardcore Chiefs fan, you've probably seen it. We've definitely seen it on the Arrowhead Pride comment sections and even in the Twitter responses to the main account. There's a debate going on about whether Sammy Watkins is the real deal. Where do you fall on this situation? Oh, Peter, you know where I fall on this. <laughs> um, I, think, I think Sammy Watkins is, uh, I think he'd be the best receiver on a 10, 15 teams in the league right now. Um, and he's not getting the volume that other guys are, and he's not going to get the volume, and that's okay. His value is felt in moments like this, moments like Sunday when, you know, Kareem Hunt doesn't have a huge day. Tyreek Hill doesn't have a huge day. Travis Kelsey doesn't have a huge day because Sammy Watkins isn't getting enough attention paid to him. You know, he creates problems where you can't tilt the field to to one guy, or, or it makes it harder to guard. You know, two, three. You know, makes it harder to guard. You know, Tyree Kill and, and Travis Kelsey when you've got a guy on the backside that you know can win a route, win a matchup, win a one-on-one against a good corner. Um, and so I think Sammy Watkins, for the opportunity he's been given, has been fantastic. He's been great after the catch. He's um, he's made some good plays so far, and he provide he provides just another player for people to worry about. The the offense in totality yeah. is partially due to the representation of what Sammy Watkins has been for this offense. I'm going to ask you a hard question here about Watkins because I think a lot of his value comes when he's not touching the football. Do you think the Chiefs are seven and one if Sammy Watkins is not on this team and instead they save that money and give it and keep a Demarcus Robinson or a Chris Conley in the mix? See, I don't I don't think so. I think part of what is creating all these problems is the fact that there's another guy on the field that stresses defense. You know, um, if you watch if you watch the one game uh, that that Sammy Watkins effectively missed that that first Denver Broncos game, it was it was rough sailing for an extended period of time. Pat Mahomes figured it out, but I feel like these rough stretches might be a little bit longer and maybe last a, long, a whole game. You know, uh, maybe the defense is a little bit better, but. I mean, I feel like part of the reason that the, the, the offense has not missed a beat in most instances has been as a result of the, of the amount of talent they have. And the drop-off between Chris Conley and Sammy Watkins is the drop-off between me and Andrew Wiley at right guard. <laughs> oh, come on. I can see you in there. I can see you in there. <laughs> hey, I don't know. Maybe, uh, maybe the, I don't know. What, I, I, can, I, can hang my, I can hold my own in there. Kent, you had something good and something bad on ArrowheadPride.com uh, today. What do you got as far as Mahomes goes the rest of the week? I've got one of my favorite plays to write about all season coming up tomorrow. 
Um, there's a play from Patrick Mahomes' performance yesterday on something smart, except the special. We'll talk about it. It is one of my favorite throws of the year, and it's not getting enough attention. And then, you know, we'll have the Arrowhead Pride Laboratory up tomorrow as well. And, uh, and then a third Patrick Mahomes piece on Thursday. A lot going on. Very quickly, before I let you go, what are your quick and dirty trade deadline thoughts of Brett Veach standing pat? I'm okay with it. Um, you know, it would have been nice to try to get a guy like, you know, Earl Thomas, Lane and Collins. You know, obviously Earl didn't work out, but, um, you know, it, it's going to be fine. The Chiefs have a ton of draft assets for next year. They can load up next year. And there's plenty of upside left in that defense. There's nowhere to go but up, right? So um, they're on their way up. Don't too, don't worry too much. There's plenty on this team to win a Super Bowl. Would you feel the positivity that maybe a uh, Craig Stout defensive film analyst is feeling right now? I don't have a ton of positivity. Uh, it might be in spite of him if he's going to play Ron Parker over Jordan Lucas. But you still got EB coming. You got Justin Houston coming. Uh, there's there's plenty of stuff going on there. Kent is our lead film and draft analyst. You can catch his stuff at OurHeadPride.com. Thanks, Kent. Thanks, buddy. Kent, also the leader of something we call the Arrowhead Pride Nerd Squad, and you can hear them every single week on Bink at Night. Matt Lane, who specializes in special projects for us, they dig deep into the film. He'll be on at 7.30 tonight talking about a little bit of Ford. Craig Stout, 8 o'clock on Wednesday nights. And then Kent himself, as he wraps up Mahomes for the week, he's on at 6.30 on Thursdays. Again, it's Bink at night. He's coming up at 7 o'clock. But before we get to Bink, we'll be reading your tweets. Get them in. Tweet us at Arrowhead Pride. I'll read them on the air and give a comment. That's next. Arrowhead Pride Radio. Arrowhead Pride Radio, editor-in-chief of ArrowheadPride.com, Pete Sweeney here, still hanging with the American Dream, Dusty Likens behind the glass, bringing it to 7 o'clock, and that's when Jay Binkley, who knows his football, he'll go on and get deep inside those X's and O's, and he'll have plenty of thoughts about the Chiefs' lack of moves at the trade deadline, but before we get to Bink, we're going to go ahead and we're going to read some of your tweets. The first one comes from a guy named Andrew Hernandez. I said I'd read it first since he was so polite. Charge, this is this is sensual. Thank you for this. This is really nice. That's what I'm about, man. Yeah, I like this. Chargers fan here. What is different between the red-hot Chiefs of this year that separates them from the team that fizzled out in the second half of last season? And then in parentheses, sorry if you've already answered this. I'm sure it's a common topic of debate. Good luck and health this season. My God, so polite. I'm not playing, first of all, so I appreciate the good luck and health. I think I'll be healthy unless I continue eating so poorly. But I answer your question, I think the big difference between this year and last year is a guy named Patrick Mahomes. Last year's offense was built around Alex Smith and a lot of college concepts, and I think by week five, a lot of opposing defenses were able to figure it out. Mahomes, at least to this juncture, seems a lot better at making adjustments. Even in what is the second year of career of his career, Alex Smith is has to be in his 13th or 14th year. Not to say that Alex Smith is having a bad year. The guy continues to win, of course, putting up the similar numbers that you saw that he put up as a chief. But 
that being said, uh, I mean, you got to hand it to him. I, I do like Alex Smith. All he does is win, doesn't put up dazzling numbers. But the reason the Chiefs have been so good has been because of Patrick Mahomes. And the only reason we're even talking about whether or not they're making moves to become a Super Bowl team is Patrick Mahomes and his ability to have really become an everyday quarterback in his first real shot at this. Credit to Andy Reid. Credit to the offensive coaching staff and credit to the kid for taking this so seriously. Now we go to some other tweets. Justin writes in, Sutton wouldn't have started a safety, ha-ha, or Landon Collins over Ron Parker, Eric Murray anyway, so no reason to get upset at Brett Beach, a worthless defensive coordinator. There's a couple people in my staff, Craig Stout, defensive film analyst being one of them, who, like you, I'm sure, is wondering why Jordan Lucas was benched in the middle of uh, the game last week against the Denver Broncos. This is something that I intend to ask Bob Sutton when we get an opportunity to talk to him on Thursday. Bob opting to go with Ron Parker and Eric Murray. I'm assuming that it had to do a lot with familiarity, but again, we'll get the words uh, from the mouth of the most popular guy in Kansas City, Dustin, uh, Bob Sutton. Britt Zank wants to know why are people panicking over a non-trade when we are favorites in the AFC and only getting healthier? And I think it's because you saw what other teams did today. I mean, there are other teams that have been okay. I understand that the Houston Texans are going through some issues with a uh, wide receiver, but they they went and addressed it. I think you saw Los Angeles Rams team who's 8-0, and but still went out and got another asset to them, you know, and a Dante Fowler. There's other teams that are right there as well that are still addressing issues, and I, I think there's been some issues on the defense that the Chiefs didn't really address Alex asks why didn't we give up a fourth for Clinton Dix and it's because the Chiefs didn't have a fourth to give up first of all we talked about that a little bit earlier they traded that pick uh, at least next year for Reggie Ragland who we're assuming has met all the conditions for that conditional pick to be gone someone asks is Durant Sherry available I don't think at this point that's the guy you want uh, in there Henry Allen asks did Sean say Nemo was the guy from the Matrix I think he did. I think he said Nemo. I would bet for that, yes. Is he Was he thinking of finding Nemo? This is a man with six children. I don't know. What was his nickname for Bob? He, he was just saying Bob's activity. Bob's activity. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. The, 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 the claim among Arrowhead Priders is that there's not enough Bob's activity in this city. Okay. Those are your tweets. I appreciate everyone who ended up writing in. Coming up next, man who loves the game of football. You want to hear his thoughts on the trade deadline. It's Jay Binkley. Next time we'll hear you, or you'll hear me, is the Arrowhead Pride tailgate as driven by Albright Buick GMC Cadillac. 10 a.m. this Sunday. We'll preview the Chiefs and the Browns. Can't wait. Pete Sweeney, Sean Barber, Dusty Likens. See you then. This has been Arrowhead Pride Radio on 610 Sports Radio. Coverage continues with articles, pictures, video, and interviews on arrowheadpride.com and 610sports.com.